All right, peace, everyone. Once again, back with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. And I have with me again my good brother, Neb Tahawka. And we're just going to continue the conversation pretty much of what we had the last time. Had a great feedback. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed the content uh, that my brother brought forth. And so we're just going to have a conversation um, pretty much. Um, how you doing, brother? Neb Talk. How you doing? I'm doing great. Am I coming through clearly? Yes. Yep. Coming through clear. Excellent. Great. I hear some feedback. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you hear that feedback? I just want to make sure we're clear. I don't hear any feedback on my end. But okay. I hear a little bit of feedback. Hold on one moment here. Okay. Let's see if there's something I can do. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So while uh, he's going to go ahead and and um, continue with that and get himself together, um, just want to let everybody know you can uh, check us out on, uh, of course, the YouTube. You're checking out us on YouTube, but also on my podcast, uh, which is on Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts. All the platforms where podcasts are available, you're able to um, check us out and definitely um, go to my website, shemel.com. That's S-H-E-M hyphen E-L dot com. And that is where you can get these as well. And also check out my books. Um, Check out my other content. Um, Definitely a wealth of information there. So I got Neb to hawk her back. Neb. Okay. Great. Great, great, brother. So um, from our last conversation that we had, um, you mentioned a lot of things dealing with the um, cosmic consciousness, cosmic memory, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the seven different um, realms of that. And um, I, we had opened up the end of the conversation for questions. And initially no one had any questions, but I, I happened to notice like right as we were ending, someone asked a question okay. in reference to um, where's the origin of this information? Meaning like what um, ge- geographical location? Is it ancient Egyptian? Is it, you know, is it here in this country? Is it, where does this, the source of a lot of this knowledge come from? So yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's 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 various uh, locations because we can trace it back to Central Africa. Uh, However, this came mainly from the Olmec uh, cosmology. Um, uh, A lot of the cosmic memory in terms of how it was put together, but we can go back even further to the Dogon. And so with the, the Dogon, uh, all are related. You know, the Olmec, the uh, Dogon are related as re- and ancient Kemet. And so as we look at this, you know, we're seeing a lot of similarities in a lot of what was expressed. And we're able to 
you know, hone in on those areas. So uh, I would say the origin is, you know, I, I don't I don't have a pinpoint one or the other, but I see this uh, pretty active in uh, quite a few uh, of our ancestors and indigenous tribes in terms of how they looked at the cosmos. Okay, okay, definitely. So for those who um, may be unfamiliar with those two civilizations, cultures that you mentioned, mm -hmm. Olmec and the Dogon, yeah. if you would have to just give a brief um, overview of those societies and, and what they contribute. It would Absolutely. Yeah, so the, the Olmecs are said to be the original Mexicans. And so, you know, they were of African descent, of course. And if you look, you know, they're the ones that have the big heads that they found, the big granite heads that they found that were so big <laughs> that you, you could not ignore <laughs> that not just the heads, but what they look like, <laughs> you know, the big nose. So it was clearly that they were African and African people. I like uh, how Dr. Phil Valentine said that Columbus discovered the Americas for the Europeans, but it wasn't for everyone because they were already discovered. And it was evidence of that when you look at the um, the Olmec civilization, who are the ancestors of the Galactic Maya. Okay, so that's that. The Dogons are centralized in Mali, and the Dogons uh, studied the dog, the dog star, which the dog star is star Sirius. And they were particularly looking at the patterns of the star Sirius B and how it revolved around star Sirius A. Uh, the star Sirius B was really energetically what set the cause in motion for this sector of the galaxy. And so they were able to connect uh, and, and even going back to the beginning of how the cosmos came into existence. So so this pulsation from this star uh, was said to really was the heavens. It was said to really be bringing in some cosmic knowledge into the spiritual minds of the Dogons. And they were able to, from that, see the whole entire solar system without a telescope. And so uh, so. That's with the Dogons and the significance in understanding the cosmology of how the cosmology is more or less how the universe or the cosmos came into existence and what it, its purpose is or what our purpose is in it. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. And um, I'm glad you mentioned about the Dogon. That's one of the things I've mentioned in my book, one of my books, yeah. with Elohim. Um, when you speak about the Dogon, and the cosmology, you 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 touched on a bit of the significance of the Sirius um, star. Now, if if I would may ask you this, um, can you enlighten on the fifty-two year cycle? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. So the fifty-two year cycle, uh, and in fact, let me just say this: I've heard many, a few different perspectives. Uh, I've heard a few different perspectives on what people interpret the Dogon, who really, this is their baby. You know what I mean? They really focused in on this when no one else was focused on it. Okay. So uh, I would say they were uh, 
if not the first, the first that really created something comprehensive and still are following it uh, to a T right now. So uh, uh, with that, uh, it is said that it's 52 years for the Sirius A, which is it's, it's like a dwarf planet revolving around Sirius A. So Sirius B is revolving around Sirius A, this bright star. And it said that it takes 52 years for it to completely go around in uh, 360 degrees. So, you know, that's interesting uh, as it relates to what we teach. Uh, we teach some cycles that link directly to uh, a 52-year castle or a 52-year path of destiny to be able to link those cycles with the 52-year cycle of Sirius B revolving around Sirius A. And so, therefore, it's, it's very powerful when we can link uh, our consciousness to what's happening energetically with those two uh, objects of consciousness. Uh, we're able to, you know, really find a direct link and how we're able to receive uh, super mental abilities, extrasensory abilities from this, uh, not only by following the cycles, but just being in tune with it from a consciousness perspective. Now, I've also heard, I do want to say this, I've also heard that that, that cycle is 60 uh, years, and, and I've also heard that it's 50 years. Mm. Um, so um, the 52-year cycle seems to be a connection between multiple um, tribes and indigenous cultures. Um, and so, you know, that's been the one that I decided to focus in on. But I've heard a few different perspectives, just to say, uh, in, in my research. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting you said that, that it's, it seems to be common because uh, I had a brother um, who came on our show, uh, good brother, Eric Munjin Bay, and he spoke about um, cycles and, you know, something that is taught by the Roshan Crucian orders is the aspect of the, the 52 day cycles that take place where they, where they base their cycles basically from the time you're born you know, which is, which is really, the, we know the history of the Rosicrucians, they took it from melanated people. They took it right. from monks. Right. But they, they also used the 52 aspect of that. So I think that was interesting, which is why I wanted to ask you that. Um, mm -hmm. Got a question from Sister Jean. Let me see if we show up here. Yeah. So does that mean they use more than 20% of their brains? So I'll let you answer that. Who, the Dogon? Yes. Is he talking about the Dogon? Yes. I couldn't calculate that, but I would say that probably so, that I don't have an exact calculation on how much of their brain that they were able to effectively use and integrate into their experience uh, on the material plane. But I will say that I, I can tell you that the Dogon are the true um, gods of the matrix. In other words, we're going to, in fact, uh, I'll tell you this, Brother Shem, and that's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to circle back to it. Um, we're coming up with a 10-day meditation and knowledge workshop starting September 1st, right? And it's on 10 of the 52 portals that we operate from the sacred cycle. And I'm bringing this up because it was a massive download that came probably about two weeks ago talking about 
gods in the matrix. We're gods in the matrix. The Dogon were gods of the matrix. So I would have to think that they were using more than 10% of their brain because their brain was the technology. And so one of the things that we've discovered, the more technology that we have to use, uh, it, I would say it will reduce our capacity to uh, expand our consciousness and think because we're operating through an artificial medium. So to answer that question, I, I couldn't say if it was more than 20%, it might be more than 40%. But I, I, I can say that it, I bet you it was more than 10% for sure. So that's my answer to that question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you may definitely, I like the way you said it, um, you know, we being gods in the matrix and they're gods of the matrix. Uh, so yeah. what is the what what is the transition or is there a transition from being absolutely. a god in the matrix just to your point since you mentioned that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one comes with the cycles and the ages, because we, we, we got to think about, Brother Shem, that consciousness is ever present through all dimensions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so our brain is an instrument that gives us access to process consciousness, depending on, you know, how our neurons are able to interact with this consciousness and process it. So if, if we are operating on linear constructs, then we are blocking the multidimensionality to receive that knowledge that way. And someone else is unblocked because they have more of a multidimensional paradigm in terms of their consciousness, they'll be able to receive different knowledge and be, be able to consciously operate at different levels than someone with a linear perception would not. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So um, and with that being said, that because consciousness is ever present, now the opportunity is for us to be able to expand our consciousness and evolve into greater states of being from it. So there is a transition. Um, uh, there is a couple things that we talk about the biosphere, noosphere transition, because we're moving from the information age into the telepathic age of knowing. This is all consciousness. This is all part of how uh, a, a perspective, you know, I won't say as an absolute, because uh, I'm not here to uh, debate or share absolute truths. However, I can say a very compelling perspective is that we are able, when, when the Sirius A and our sun were the closest they've been in 26,000 years, that was in 2012, there was a transmission taking place, right, through energy and light from this serious B into our sun, which provides light and helps create life on our planet, right? And so with that taking place, that was like the, the dawn of a new era, a new cycle, a new 26,000 year cycle. And so now when you fast forward here, uh, we're going on 10 years ahead. Now we've gone through a period where that same light from Sirius that recharged the uh, sun has been falling on our consciousness now for 10 years, for those of us who have been here for 10 years, right? And so when you look at it like that, something's been happening 
in, in consciousness, something's been happening in society. If you study the sunspots and their cycles from 2012 to till now, you'll see an interesting pattern. Just a couple of years ago, there were very little sunspots for a couple of for a couple of years. And hmm. was like 70% of the year were no sunspots. Well, you might say, well, Taharka, what does that mean? Well, what that means is the less sunspots, the more it weakens, watch this, the more it weakens the magnetic field of the earth, which protects the earth from asteroids coming in and different things coming in to impact the planet, right? So the weaker that is, the concern is that we're now vulnerable to some of the uh, objects in space that can, that can reach the earth. And so with that, now, if you think about it, what is going to replace that magnetic field, brother? Fundamentally, it's going to be. Go ahead, go ahead. Have to be those who are magnetic. The consciousness of the most evolved beings on the planet, and this is what this whole consciousness and evolution is all about—that we are evolving and we are becoming the Earth. We're becoming the Earth through planetary consciousness, and those who are unwilling are being removed from the planet, in my humble opinion. So now what's happening? So so everybody says, well, hey, we got to have everybody on here. Well, I, I, I don't agree. We got to have everybody that's in alignment and their consciousness is in alignment. The earth is in a pole shift and it is evolving. It's on an evolutionary trajectory. The sun is in an evolutionary trajectory. All of the star systems and planets are. So what does that mean for us as us being human on the planet. We must evolve too. Right. Right. If we're gonna go into the, the light of conscious. So that's that's the transition that the awareness that this is what's taking place. And there's a conscious decision that hey, I'm going to evolve with this process. That's the transition. Because there, there is a process to do it. It doesn't just all right now <laughs> we're we're all in alignment. Because there's some karmic residue and karmic behavior. I hear people talk very little about from this life and past lifetimes is being ignored that makes us ignorant in many cases mm-hmm. to this particular evolution of consciousness that's taking place right now as we speak. That is your question, brother. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, no, no. You 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 touched a lot of multidimensional. I, I like it. <laughs> I'm like, I be careful with that, you know. I got to, you know, I get multi-dimensional. And I'm like, wait, wait, did I answer the linear question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, brother. Right, right. And uh, so you you mentioned a lot about this this transition taking place. Now, this is a question I I want to ask from the perspective. Well, maybe not from the perspective, but it will speak to a lot of people who are uh, everybody. I'm not say anybody. A lot of people are of different um, faiths, spiritual systems, etc. So we know a lot of times um, in many of these in these uh, modalities, they speak about a certain end or a climatic change, if you will. Some would call it rapture, mm-hmm. you know, what have you, Armageddon, what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 know, we all heard that saying from my grandmother. We're living in the last days, baby. You know, right, right, you right. know that that type of 
thing. And that and that and we know that cycles in and cycles rise and fall. Yeah. So how do you or is it is it possible to communicate in understanding to people who are more exoteric in their understanding of these systems, right? Where they look at it like someone outside of them will be coming something's coming out the sky and this is you know like you know like the, the movie thing like that's yeah, yeah. kind of the, the context of which they're expecting the change to be as opposed to how you're describing how would you yeah. explain that to them well i mean again these are two different perspectives and i would call them right if i was going to explain it i would explain it from the two different perspectives and we have this one perspective, what I would call a third dimensional perspective, where everything that we think is of our view of God may be the, the, the vast majority of that experience is outside of us. OK, and supporting us from the outside. All right. From a fourth dimensional construct and standpoint, it's both. It's outside and inside. So now. What does that do for our consciousness? What does it do for our consciousness when we are seeing uh, God as an outsider? Mm-hmm. Okay, basically. Right. Now, it doesn't take anything away from the power of source and the power of God, the power of Allah, or the power of Yahweh, the power of Ra. It doesn't take anything away from it. From my perspective, bringing in this fourth dimension, I think a lot of a lot of the religions were taught from third dimensional perspectives. But to also move into the evolution of it as well, as we evolve, you see, the cosmos is evolving as we speak. Uh, at one point, the cosmos was a few one galaxy <laughs> right now it's hundreds of billions of galaxies same thing with us we, we we just came up with a few cells the the, the sperm fertilized the the mm-hmm. ovum and then now we're walking around with a trillion set a, a hundred trillion cell cosmology we call a body right now i want to ask something to the audience what is the difference between the cosmology of the body and the cos the cosmos as a series of galaxies and anybody's willing to ask but but while we're doing that my answer is none gotcha my answer is none that it's a mirror image and it's showing us what's inside of us so that we can use this consciousness to fulfill our purpose here on this planet. Now, we have to determine from what perspective that really is. To some, some may have a limited perspective of what that is. To others, some people will have say that's an overly ambitious I say micro and macro, right? An overly ambitious perspective that devalues the true nature of God or Allah or, or all these kind of things. And, and so that, that's not what we're debating. But what I love about cosmology, if, if we can, just as we did with the millionaire sheik, 
if we can look at the cosmos as the point of unity, we can back into all our different uh, divinations and be able to say, okay, hey, you know, now these are our practices, but we can all look and study this whole consciousness, you know, and agree to disagree on a lot of different things. But I would ask that question. Another question that I would ask is, what do you see is your purpose? Now, that's a big indicator to determine where your consciousness is. Because if you gave me an answer that my purpose was to, you know, do something uh, in the matrix, you know, have this type of job or this kind of thing, then I would know exactly what to share with you. Mm. Because I would talk about excellence and I talk about being able to be selfless and I would talk about those things to fulfill that version of your purpose. Now, with all these neurons that we have in this brain, all these galaxies in this cosmos, the question is, is there only one purpose? Or is there, if there is one purpose, are there several purposes, millions of purposes linked to that purpose? And I only say that, Brother Shen, because uh, some of you may have been hearing me talk about that what would be the purpose of creating a being to have a body with over a hundred million years of knowledge stored in their cerebellum. And here's another question. Why would we only use a portion of that? What would be the purpose for us to only use a portion of it? Probably one millionth. There's a hundred million years of knowledge stored in our cerebellum are we really uh, uh, scratching the surface of what's going on here does that really take know thyself to a whole nother level right no matter how proficient we are at our religion no matter how proficient we are at the cosmos i can't say in myself or anybody that i know that's scratching on the surface of 50 million years let alone a hundred a million years i don't know anybody doing a million years right right Absolutely. And, and just to add to that, now, if I could say, yes. to have that knowledge in your cerebellum and yet the average physical life span is nowhere near that. To think about that. The one incarnation, you know, we can get into the whole thing about incarnation and all that other stuff. But to think about that, that to me, and this is my perspective. Yes, yes. That speaks to an aspect outside of that third dimension. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because that has to function beyond this physical frame to have that amount of knowledge, and yet still, you know, what I'm saying you your 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 life span average is what eighty years, give or take. You know. There has to be something beyond that than just a simple mundane life. That's just my perspective to add to that. Absolutely. Hey, listen, that this life. Now, now I'm glad you said that because this life of 80 years, that's 10 octaves. Is based on a linear consciousness. Yes. Yes. Do we know what it would be if it was based on a multidimensional consciousness 
or a hundred million year consciousness. We don't know. Right. And so when we talk about the fourth dimension, let, let me define it. So, so the third dimension is dealing with space. Yes. And what governs space, space engulfs the material plane, artificial intelligence, everything that materializes. We're talking about space. We're walking around in space suits with these bodies, right? Right. All right. So that's space. Time, from my perspective, is the evolution of consciousness. And with the evolution of consciousness, if we have the DNA codons and the code somewhere in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. Does that consciousness evolve the body to a longer lifespan is the question. Right. And I have to know that to be true. Because it's spoken that they were 900 year people and different things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of our consciousness uh, can't fathom that right now. Right. People live to be 900 years or this, that, and the third. So, so we, we're expanding our mind. We're, 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 we're preparing to evolve our consciousness to see these different aspects and these dimensions that we couldn't see because we, how we were focusing or how we were programmed to focus. Right. But now this is opening up. And so these questions are valid questions. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. That got my juices going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, I mean, because this is the kind of conversation that, you know, you, you would only hear among circles who are really, truly into this yes. type of information, you know. When, when we speak a lot of these um, ancient texts, like you said, yeah. you, you've heard, you know, we heard all heard about the Bible story of Methuselah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oldest Methuselah. <laughs> Oldest Methuselah is the same. Abraham. Right? Yeah. But what, what did it mean to be that? What did it mean to get to that, to be in that state? Uh -huh. and, to your, and to your point, what was the purpose? Exactly. So, yeah. You know. And we can find out through retrocognition because, listen, you know, we are our own limitations, mm -hmm. right? When we remove those limitations, we see things we didn't see before. It's just almost like when we were a teenager, we couldn't see the things we can see now. Exactly. So what's the difference? The experience and the consciousness. Right. What we're aware of. So let me tell you something. In the linear world, that is slowed down tremendously, and there's a purpose for it. You see? And so when we start talking about consciousness, like we were talking about the uh, seven uh, mental spheres the last time. Yes. Right? And this giving us access to the whole mind. So the question is, what is the whole mind? And how do we access it? And how does our body, when we talk about a hundred million years, if somebody makes a statement like that, now this, this is, this is deep because we, we, we've been compartmentalized so good, right? We put our mental in a compartment where right. it can't evolve through time, right? So that, so, so when I, and something else, let me say something about time, evolution of consciousness says that energy factor by evolution of consciousness or time is art. It's what we create in this experience and what all these symbols mean. So somebody's 900 years old or 
10,000 years old or 30,000 years old, right? Mm-hmm. But people who only lived at 80 couldn't fathom and probably wouldn't believe it. Exactly. But I will say this, in these 100 million years of knowledge that, that has traveled with our soul memories, the Akashic records, in there somewhere is immortality. In there somewhere is living to 10,000. I mean, it's, it, it, why wouldn't it be? And, and, and so it's up to us to, you know, uh, connect with source and, and, and see how far we need to go into that uh, in this particular experience that we're having with this body in this body. But it's there and the awareness of it be there is going to be like a splinter in our mind. When we sleep at night, it's going to be like, do I really have a hundred million years back there? Just like the uh, uh, the brother, I think, who asked the question, so that mean the Dogon used 20% of their brain? Forget the Dogon, I'm figuring out, not forget them, but I'm just saying, let's shift the focus for a minute. How much of, of them years am I using? How, I'm, what, what percentage am I using? Right? Right. That's what's really uh uh something to really get us to contemplate and and be conscious and aware of and explore that as the new horizon because one of the things that you talked about that was key uh when you asked the question about the religions about the apocalypse that can mean many different things because if we're talking about the uh the cosmos of the human body because everything, here's what I love about the cosmos. Everything that we find in the cosmos, we can find it in the body. So there's a correlate, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and, and so therefore, is this body a cosmic being? Is a cosmic being in this body to be aware of the cosmos? And, and this is part of the journey of remembrance while we're here. Right. And some of us are making that type of ascension, right? So what is the the apocalypse? Is that the world going to come to the end? Is that your world going to come to the end as you know it? Is that the shedding of your skin, the ending of the karmic cycles that's been created? It can be a lot of different things. And and I I can say that we have to uh, seek within to find out which best serves us where we are in our own consciousness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see here. Sister Jean says, so it may not be a physical life. So I, I guess she's referring to what you said earlier about the the aspect of the the, the 10,000 years, et cetera, the long life. So I'll let you see. Well, that. let's let's tap into the immortal genes of Henrietta Lacks. Right. So I think it speaks to physical and non-physical that that we put a tremendous amount of stress from our karmic behaviors and um, uh, our lack of being able to move into these higher dimensions consciously that uh, the body gives out. But if we open up our consciousness and go beyond these limited constructs, the physical life may be uh immortal as well it may be able to disappear it may be able to bilocate it may be able to time travel 
I mean, those are all things that have to be considered when we're talking about consciousness and how people show up on different planets. Because when we talk about physical life, we have to talk about, is this the only planet out of these hundreds of billions of planets that has life on it? Right. We speak as if this is the only planet that has life on it. And all these other galaxies are focusing in and they're light years away, millions upon millions of light years away. I don't know if we can fathom that and, and, and the speed of light Right, what that really is, right? What was you, you was gonna say, something, brother? No, and, and I was saying just to add on to what you was about to say, also the the form of life, which you you kind of spoke to when you said the immortal um, genes of Henrietta Lacks, mm -hmm. realizing that you you brought it back, and I'm gonna take it back to what you said about how it started with the sperm cell and the egg, right? Mm -hmm. In reality, both of them are forms of life, intelligence, cos consciousness, uniting to form another. That should you know your triad, third part of a consciousness, and then it becomes the one cell and it multiplies, like you said. That is, it. When you look at it, it becomes that interconnection of, of all in one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's even a connection with us as individual bodies of mind to mind you know mm -hmm. saying there's a saying that we say more science all life is bound by one core so if you like that's to your point is there a difference between the the body and the cosmos there's really not it's a the micro and the macro so if you if you look at that from that perspective that that evolution if you will is always there so there's Yes. Even though what we may see, what we, like you said, in the linear aspect may be viewed as only um, one form. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you said, like, you know, I'm, I'm Shemel, I'm, you know, I look like this, I, I have this personality, I, you know. The consciousness is beyond that egoic, you know what I'm saying, persona yeah. that we put on. And, and I think that's what you're speaking to it. And you, if, if that's what you would say, and if I'm not, if you're not saying that, let me know. No, no, that, that, that's right on point. And, and, and what I will say along with, see, see, let, let me say this. There's a lot that doesn't make sense that we don't talk about. Right. We sometimes are the blind leading to death. We don't ask certain questions because we know that this is what, you know, the uh, religion or this is the way of the land. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I start diving into this and we start looking at, you know, the whole solar system, you know, was there life on any other planet? Right. There's a whole asteroid field out there that resembles and it's, the story is told that there is a planet that blew up. Mm -hmm. Well, how did it blew up? Did it have life on it? Many people say yes, according to the different uh, stories that's out there, cosmic history stories and different things like that. Are you speaking of Maldek? Maldek, yeah, Maldek, mm -hmm. okay. So now what happened? 
what happened? Okay, so that planet uh, is an asteroid field now that's orbiting the sun just like Earth. All right, then there's Mars. So Mars is the red planet, was engulfed in flames. There's a story behind that, right? Was there life on planet, on that planet? According mm -hmm. to many stories, there was. And then this is full of water and there's people on this planet. Right? right. And so whatever karma has been passed down from from this perspective, this is a perspective from the planet that exploded to the planet that engulfed in flames to the planet with water may have some reverence and may have some significance, I should say, to why we're here now. No, it's no. not planetary, it's galactic. Mm hmm. But if we can't think beyond this body, right. will we be able to remember that? Will no. we be able to remember that? I, I can't say that we will, but for those of us, you know, however many lifetimes that we've been here, you know, if it's a hundred million years stored in there, then, then our soul has been somewhere. True. That's implied, right? True. So, so now, what happened? How did life from one planet? create life on the next planet. Those beings may have had the consciousness to migrate from one play, uh, planet to another. Now that's really outlandish, but oh, Martians can do it, but we can't. How do we know we're not that? We don't. We just think we're not, so we're not. How did they migrate from the planet went in flames to here? Okay, so so when we think of this, we got to think holistically. So that brings me to this, brother. When I was talking about the seven uh, circuits, the seven mental spheres, it brings me to the what is the whole mind of consciousness and how can we think with whole mind consciousness? What is that, first of all, and how does that help us with our mission and our purpose here on the planet? That's something that those of us who are truth seekers and that really want to expand and evolve our consciousness may want to consider delving into. Right now, how does it happen? Now, there's something I will say, because I teach the hollow mind and the whole mind perceiver that we are nothing but systems inside of larger systems. The blood cells are part of the circulatory system. For them to say, for, for the cells in the body or the circulatory system or whatever part they are, to have no reference from the whole makes them misaligned from the whole and malignant. And we right. call that, that turns into a what? A cancer. cancer. Mm -hmm. Right? The circulatory system is part of the body. It wouldn't say, hey, I'm not part of this body. <laughs> if it does, the body, the cosmology of the body is in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the body is part of the biosphere of the earth. So there's all the species on the planet that make the biosphere. Right. Right. And then the earth is part of the solar system. Is, is, and so these are different stages of consciousness that we literally can see those cells see themselves as the body. And that's why the body works in an autonomic fashion. It's automatic. We call it synchronicity with time and nature, right? 
But the cells in our body are already operating like that. Right? Mm -hmm. And so with that, when we look at it that way, we say, wait a minute. So can me as a consciousness being human, can I have the consciousness of the planet and think as the planet does? Think that everything I do benefits everything, all the species on the planet. What different kind of life would I have if I thought that way versus, hey, I, I just need to focus on my money? Would it be a difference? I, I, I believe it'd be a significant difference. Mm -hmm. How about the galaxy? Since this is karma that's been passed down. So what stages of this karma that's been passed down has your soul been involved in to be here now? Now, when we start tying all that in, we might remember something that's very significant in terms of consciousness that, that, that have, and, and it's also said, I will say this, it's also said as the story goes, that Earth is the last planet that keeps this entire galaxy intact from moving into a black hole. Because one planet, now this is all about energy, has exploded through the permutations, right? And the bold number or the distance from that planet from the sun holds a frequency and now there's a gap, there's a void there. There's a void with this other planet. Now we're all talking about consciousness when we're talking about the planet. So we may be here to repair the consciousness and not even know it. Some of us gonna remember that. And then we have the, the earth, right? And so let me tell you, whatever karma it's been said. This is a perspective. I want to get y'all thinking. Whatever karma comes from blowing up a planet, somebody got to be responsible for that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody blow up my house. I gotta. I got to. Well, well, who? Who's the culprit? Who? Who did it? And why? I wouldn't just say, "Oh, my house blow up." Okay, I'll just go get another one. <laughs> then the next house blow up in flames. Oh, I'll just go find one that just got a lot of water on it. There's something that's a pattern is, is being created here, right? Then we have the one with the flames and now we have this one. So the, the, the question becomes, what is our disposition when we become aware of it? Because awareness is the key to change. Right. And the key to change is to make an intention to evolve. And sometimes the universe forces us to evolve because of the conditions on the planet, like the earth being in the pole shift, like 2012, the, the light codes have changed. So consciousness has to change, right? Right. So, so this is very powerful stuff to think about. And when we think about that, super mental powers come into play, migrating from planet, planet jumping, right? time travel, all these different things are now in question as to how it works. Now, I do want to say this, Brother Jim. I know you I know you would jump here and say, but let me just say this, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hope this is stimulating the audience because these are things, you know, we're not being challenged. You're right. You're right. out the gifts. Like, You're right. we're not being challenged cosmically to bring out our cosmic gifts that really supersede the planet.
The planet is like a blip on the radar. It can't stand a candle to consciousness. But let's talk about, well, how does this consciousness connect with the biological organism, the human? Plasma. There's something called a plasma. There's, there's some theories, right? There's a big bang theory, right? It says it was a, a violent force exploded and then all this was created. All right, I got a theory for that, but I'm gonna talk about the other one. The other theory is plasma, the plasma universe model, where it came from the rang and not the bang. Right? Mm-hmm. The rang created the plasma that created the G-force and the ether that creates the consciousness for all this to keep going, right? And so when we talk about that, what's in our corpus callosum, this, for those is not dried all up yet. <laughs> in the middle is plasma. Plasma is semi-liquid electricity. That's why everything that moves has a numerical code. So now we got to talk about number. And the great void, zero, right? So, mm-hmm. so this plasma now, so when we get down low, so to just look at all this plasma, the cosmos, everything we can see and not see, the dark matter, we become aware of it, it downloads into the crown, the thousand petal lotus, right? We do these things, we not really know what we're doing. We're just, right. we're just following and say, oh, they're getting some good results. They seem at peace, so I'm going to do it. And this download comes in of plasma to plasma numerical codes to numerical codes and that that code in that plasma now is is what is the purpose of that is to help the left and right hemisphere of the brain to communicate so we got one that's logical and we got one that is dealing in emotional intelligence and spirituality that connects us to all these different aspects outside the body so now that's going on. And then there's something else that that, that, that plasma is in our blood, right? Mm-hmm. So what's in the brain communicates with the blood. There's plasma in cerebral spinal fluid. Yep. That puts our nervous system intact. So when we get the download, Brother Shem, we got to allow it to permeate the corpus callosum. We got to give it time to uh, uh, unblock the the, the codes, the DNA codons and everything that's back here in the cerebellum. We got to allow it to come down and upgrade the nervous system. And then we got to allow it in our heart in order to replenish every cell in the body, which I'm told, I've heard a lot of different things, but I've told 80 to 90 days, we replenish every cell in the body with this code. This is how you upgrade the body. So this is why consistency is so important and discipline is so important because if all we do is stay in our mind, it doesn't permeate into the body. It doesn't permeate into the nervous system. And guess what happens to the body? It dies. And we know teacher after teacher after teacher that without upgrading the body to what is received, eventually, it's going to be too much light to come in for the body to handle. So it has to move in stages. And it's my belief that those who were able to extend the life of their avatar figured this out in some way. It's all connected by plasma. We call days plasma in the cosmology that we study. And it's because we want to get linked to it and we want it to inform us of how to unlock 
and unwind the clock, the consciousness lock through artificial time and be able to help us remember what's in our cosmic memory circuits. And then and only then are we gonna be able to tell a different kind of story because we've just been telling the same story for eons. But there's a different story that's coming down through the downstream now. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Practically, that's how it works through plasma. Through the resonance of sound, through the harmonic, the universal recollection harmonics. So if we're open to that, how can we not evolve? And does evolution look the same as we know it now? We have to wait and see. I don't think it does, but I'm in the process of finding out. <laughs> when I do, hopefully you'll have me back on here and say, I found it. <laughs> right. Absolutely, brother. And, and, uh, I mean, that was that too. Yeah. The chat, the chat is on fire, brother. I, I ain't gonna be able to get through all of these, but I wanted to add to to what you said because you sure, were bringing sure. about the, the aspect of the sim, the plasma in all the different liquids, and I want to drop this one for the brothers, the seminal fluid as well. That's a jewel. I'm gonna leave it at that, and y'all do y'all research. But we look, uh, got the brother of uh, Fennel Bay says we are one with the cosmos and children of light. Uh, one with the all and all in one. Um, and who, uh, who went, let me go ahead down here. Says, um, my brother Roz Bay Sheik says, We are definitely the ones who come and come again. And Sister T Moody Ill says, True, right? And uh, my brother, the millionaire Sheik Sheik Nasir, my at ill says, Facts, and um. Let me see. See what we talked about. He asked a question. Makes me wonder what happened to Hakeem Bay. Oh yeah, Hakeem Bay. That's a that's another brother who's very knowledgeable who talked a lot about that information. But look, look here. I wanted to. Um, you you really broke into the aspect about um, a number of things. One about us being connected. Another aspect about the the downloads and things of that nature. Now. You mentioned one modality or one methodology by which we can truly get back into this um, meditation. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about it. You touched it briefly. Um, how how important is meditation? And I know that's a vague word, and, it, and it's kind of like that should be a no-brainer for some, but for some it may not be. Could you explain in detail the role that meditation plays in us getting to that state where we're able to raise our consciousness? Man, you know, I could I could really talk a lot about this, and I know we don't have that much time, but meditation is essential to us being able to evolve and to be able to uh, unify our consciousness with the totality of consciousness. And so uh, I, I really like to say that my perspective is about the heart. See, meditation is about the heart. And a lot of people think it's about the mind. But the reason why it's about the heart is because 
as you, your heart will block your meditation. That's why they say as a man thinketh, sometimes I say as a woman thinketh, because it includes man and woman. Then so is she. Then so is he. It's how you see yourself in your heart. Right. So if you're only meditating with one-tenth of your brain, then you will reach some thresholds and some barriers. Okay? But the purification of heart, that's why in Ma'at, in, in comedic cosmology, they weighed the heart with one ostrich feather. Now think about that, that if your heart is heavier than that, right, then you didn't do this whole lifetime right. Hmm. And you may have to come back, and I like how High Priestess Ma'at, who uh, is also the other co-founder of Mimic, uh, how she says we have to come back and do the car seats and the juice boxes again, <laughs> the sippy cups. All right. Oh, your heart is too heavy. So this is a way to open up your heart and purify your heart so you can receive all the mental uh, abilities and consciousness that comes with cosmic knowing. The heart knows this. But the heart becomes the mind as we judge, all right? As we allow emotions, uh, negative emotions, lower emotions to rule the cosmology of our body. So I had to learn it that way because like uh, 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 dear brother uh, T. Moody E.L., I had a hard time being able to focus or be able to allow myself to meditate because it'd be okay. Oh, dang, I got this bill I got to pay. Oh, I got to pick up this. Oh, man, I forgot to call so-and-so. And all that be coming through. And I'm sitting up here just, I'm calm, but I'm not really meditating. But I tell it, I used to tell everybody, yeah, I meditated for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Right? So being able to do that, we what, what, what I did, and this may help some people here, when I realized it was a heart exercise. Now, now I talk about this a lot, that the heart has more, it, I'm told, I didn't count them, the heart has more electrical impulses than the brain. So, so if I may, let, let, me, let me say this one point for the audience, and I want to I wanna come back around to the meditation because this is what helped me and it may help you. I had to ask myself, how do I experience this life in this visual spectrum? So I'm able to look around and see, you know, different phenomena, I'll call them, through what seems to be the, the eye, the eyes, right? The two eyes. Now, I have to know that these two eyes, for me to see an image, has to be a projection. So what I'm seeing is a projection of mine. I, I would hope it's my mind, but it may not be my mind. But it's a projection. Would everybody agree with that? We're, we're projecting an image that we can see in our experience. And it is my belief that we are projecting what we see from the inside, not the outside. All right? The inside, not the outside. So, so when we have something show up, 
So we'll talk about why we meditate. Because when we stress, they say meditate, meditate, meditate. Right? You need to meditate more. You want to become more spiritual, you need to meditate. You want to be able to use your mind more, you need to meditate. That's true. But I want to show you this first. Because there's things that can block meditation too. And you could take all the time you want thinking you're meditating and you're really in blockage. You know what I mean? You're bleditating. <laughs> <laughs> and never may not even know it. I was bleditating. I was blockaging and taking what I, what I, what I was getting from the blockages. And I, was, I thought I was really opening up, but I, I really wasn't. So this is why I'm sharing the story. So, so in that, it's a projection of mind. And this projecting from who? Us. So now this is a reflection of what's in our heart. This is a reflection of for what's in. So now if we're going to sit down and meditate because we have gratitude and we have appreciation for what we're experiencing, no matter what shows up, you want to meditate from that basis. I have, I give thanks. I have appreciation and gratitude for whatever I'm experiencing because it's a projection from what's coming in on the inside. And the power of God has enlightened us in such a way to say, hey, whatever you think you're projecting, whatever you think you're thinking, this is it. <laughs> right? So I, I, I thought I was thinking some other stuff that, than what was showing up. <laughs> right? So my ego would say, oh, no, there's something wrong with what's showing up. Not knowing I was agreeing to something being wrong with me. Hmm. And that's my free will, brother. Right. The, the free will is to jolt our memory. So when I stopped judging what was showing up and giving thanks and saying, ah, so on, my, on the surface, I'm thinking this, but there's some deeper things that I hadn't dealt with that's showing up. In order for me to do what I think I want to do, I may have to deal with what's showing up first because I've been hiding it, repressing it, and suppressing it in my subconscious mind and judging it in other people, not knowing that I'm judging myself. So now I'm able to say, okay, based on what's showing up, that's not what I was at the forefront of my consciousness. But since it showed up, I know it's in there. Let me ad address it. Let me align this misaligned being with mm -hmm. what I really wanted to focus on. And then let me project now. And when you project the next time or the time after that or the time after that or somewhere down the line, you're going to see a different image in front of you right. because you changed the, project, the projection coming from inside of you. Now, with the heart talk and appreciating. Now, if you're going to try to meditate and you say, all right, I'm going to sit here and meditate. Brother Shem and, you know, Brother Tahaka was talking about it. But who the hell think they were cutting me off in traffic yesterday? Who the hell think they were calling my phone at 11 o'clock at night? I'm trying to get some sleep. It's going to disrupt our meditation. Right. How the hell I'm going to pay these bills? I just lost my job. We ain't meditating. We thinking about how we lost judging, lost losing our job. Exactly. I want to make that clear. Okay, so when you meditate, the proper way is to give gratitude and appreciation, mean to add value to yourself by self-acceptance, that you are the source and the creator of this image that you're seeing. To think not makes us a victim of circumstance. And so now we got to kind of hope and wish that we're doing everything according 
to whatever's outside of us is approving so it will change our image. And that's a thought process too, but that's not one I operate by. I operate by, it's me that's creating this image and I'm accountable and responsible for it, all my behaviors. And I, if I don't like what's coming through the imagery, I can change it. Through meditation is how I change it. So it always has to be a purpose before I explain meditation is what is the purpose? The purpose is to make sure my heart is open and my heart is pure and my heart is right. The purpose is to make sure that this image I'm aligning with is I'm aligning with through my divinity and my purpose. And so now when I meditate, I'm meditating with the totality of consciousness and my heart is open and my mind is open. Now, how can I not receive the necessary consciousness to align with my divinity? That's the whole point. Once I align with my divinity, the image changes mm -hmm. and I move forward on in this process and I'm at peace, which right. is a very high calibration. And if, I, and if I'm able to stay in enlightenment, pure consciousness, then that means that just my presence is meditation. I become meditation everywhere I go. And everybody's vibration raises because of it. Ashe? Ashe. <laughs> well, well, but we got womb evolution. We know who that is. Shout out to the <laughs> sister. High priestess. High priestess was stuck in here. You know, she, she sent me telepathic stuff, you know. <laughs> she, she, so I got to give high priestess a shout out. You know, she's been... You know, so supportive of them to Arca for uh, uh, six years now. And so that sister's on fire, man. I can't, I, I Absolutely. tell you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wait till you hear her. You wait till you get her on here. Ooh, oh, man. It, look. I'm I, I front and center taking notes because I know she's squirming right now. She's like, oh, let me, let me get on here and say something now. Because we ain't even got to the female reproduction system, the universal uterus and how it operates with all of this. So believe me, she 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 doing this. You're <laughs> rocking. You're rocking right now. <laughs> you have to get strapped to your seat. Absolutely. Look, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Come on, let me in. Always, brother, it's a pleasure building with you. I mean, you 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 talk, you drop the mic, lit it on fire, you know what I'm saying? Shut the stage down. I love it, man. I know everybody else is, is really appreciative of this. Um man. for Everyone, again, how can they get in touch with you and what you're doing? Uh, how can they reach you? You know, it's best to email me, believe it or not. I know that might be primitive for some of y'all, but it's best to email me because um, I, I really take time with the email. I'm real quick, like with text and chat and all kind of stuff on the social platforms. Uh, but you can find me on uh, IG. I will say this, IG at lowercase neb neb underscore taharka uh, somebody can put that in the a chat for me um neb underscore taharka all lowercase on ig and the same uh thing on facebook uh my email 
is bluestorm at melanatedimmortals.com. Bluestorm at melanatedimmortals.com. Now, um, you also uh, can find me on Clubhouse. I do, I'm doing a Clubhouse talk tomorrow at 11, um, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can uh, get on Clubhouse, Neb Taharka as well on Clubhouse. And uh, something I like to say, can, can I just uh, say a couple things real quick Absolutely. about some things that's happening? So uh, we, we're moving into this uh, rapid growth period. Uh, we just came out of what we call the storm, uh, the world changes cycle of evolution, where we really upgrade our energy. And uh, uh, I know, I know, <laughs> T. Moves, we got to type the names of that email account. That's true. <laughs> Blue storm, man, it's a long one. We want to, I have to find an abbreviated one, you know. But, um, um, you know, what's coming is this God's in the matrix. And so some people are going to, tap into that. Now, we, we've typically done these 10-day workshops. We've had countless people that have gotten involved uh, with that energy field and has quantum leaped after quantum leap. So we actually have two 10-day consecutive day uh, workshop knowledge and meditation sessions coming up, one in September and one in October. One is indicative of the, of the past portals that we call Part of that 52 that you're talking about with Star Sirius, the 52 portals, uh, that's a um, big part of the 52-day cycles as well. And there's a future side of it as well. So we are gearing up and preparing people for that. So if those who are listening are really intrigued by some of the things that I said, Brother Shem, definitely message me. Uh, if, if, if my email is too long, go ahead and hit me up on IG and say, hey, can we connect and, and we can talk about some of the aspects to prepare people for God in the matrix because there's an integration of this knowledge. And like, like I said, a lot of times we get it on the surface and it, it doesn't get integrated into the cellular level of the body. The cell doesn't replenish itself. The cell has the memory. The cellular memory is the default program, the old program. Okay. So it didn't fully come through. So you see a lot of people that get, you know, um, a lot of downloads and they're, they're, they're in the, the ethers all the time. Their body doesn't look like they are or doesn't function like they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when we allow this process, I was hearing about discipline in the chat, then, then the body equilibrates, it, it upgrades into where the mind is. And if we, if we let that process happen, Right. We don't interrupt it. So um, we're going to be doing a number of things to support that. Uh, one thing uh, that's big is this Tuesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be facilitating a meditation to talk about how to uh, raise our consciousness level, for those of us that's not there, from human consciousness to planetary consciousness and be one with the earth. And so that opens up the whole galactic paradigm where this stuff that I'm talking about can be real for you. I've experienced it. High Priestess Ma'at experienced it. Several other people that's experienced it that I know of directly. I know some people even in the audience may have experienced it in yourself. But I'm just saying that, you know, we've seen this first, this integration process firsthand. And so we're going to be going through some steps this Tuesday at 730. So those who are on here, 
Uh, you're welcome to join us. There won't be any charge or anything. So you can get a taste of what we're going to be doing with Gods in the Matrix uh, roughly a few days from then on September the 1st. Ashe? There you go. Ashe. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And appreciate you as always, brother. And uh, y'all heard it from him. Get with him. Email him. Uh, check him out on IG. And, you know, definitely um, the floor is all, this platform is always open. If you have something to share, brother, you already know. This is a second home for you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I can come back. You said I can come back. I, I think the people <laughs> don't mind. I, I think they don't mind. Uh, well, give thanks. Give absolutely, thanks. Absolutely, brother. So, yeah, Sister T. Moody, Elsa Ashe, our sister, wow. my asset, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, right. definitely. Um, so we'll, yeah, definitely. So once again, brother, thank you as always. I like to thank everybody yes. for um, checking us out, taking the time out today to hear some good talking and we will, brother, he said, please come back. Okay. Okay. See, look at this. Look at this. This is, this is what I like to hear. You know what I'm saying? Request. <laughs> Request for the All line. Right, now. All right. Listen, I'm on we got to make it happen, brother. So, everyone, until next time, peace and love. Peace. Peace.